going on family happy tuesday and welcome to another edition of the faction quick hits to man gb gerard bonner and i hope you guys are doing well believe it or not folks we have made it to the month of december and i know 2020 has been absolutely nuts but if you're listening you're a survivor, whether you've dealt with COVID or you've been on the end of racial tensions, you've made it through an election, you have made it. And so that's good news. That's exciting. And I'm excited for you. Want to give a big shout out to all of you who follow us on social media, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at The Faction Show. Also, for everyone subscribed to our podcast, we absolutely appreciate you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. We can't do what we do without you. It is the old adage, if a tree falls in the forest and there's no one there to hear it, is there sound? Well, of course there's sound, but who can verify it? And so if we're doing podcasts and providing information and you're not listening, who is there to verify and authenticate what we're doing? So thank you so much for uh, taking the time out to listen to us today and for listening to us and supporting us all throughout this journey. want to give a big shout out, since it is the month of December, to uh, the top three cities from the month of November. At number three, it's Olive Branch, Mississippi, which is a suburb of Memphis, Tennessee. Shout out to all of our friends in that great wrestling city. Then there's Selma, Alabama, uh, one of the hubs, of course, for the civil rights movement. Again, Alabama, another great wrestling state. And the number one city in the month of November is across the pond, Dublin, Ireland. That's right. It's an international flair to what we're doing here. And so shout out to all the great folks in Dublin, Ireland, who spent some time checking out the faction in the month of November. Our top three countries, Spain is number three. Ireland subsequently is number two. The U.S. remains at the top of the chain here uh, for the faction. All right. So we've got a lot of news to jump into post Thanksgiving uh, with the Thanksgiving holiday happening. It did delay some of the ratings information. So we've got that for you. Last week, of course, Dynamite and NXT battled the night before Thanksgiving. Twas the night before Thanksgiving. And uh, yeah, all through the house, it seems as though more people were watching NXT than they were AEW Dynamite. NXT squeaks out a big victory over Dynamite by a mere two thousand viewers nxt drew seven hundred and twelve thousand viewers last wednesday up from six hundred and thirty eight thousand viewers the week before while dynamite dropped about one hundred and forty thousand viewers uh down to seven hundred and ten thousand viewers so a couple of things i think that are important to note nxt show was live versus aew show that was taped so uh, what we've seen historically in the world of pro wrestling is wrestling fans going all the way back to the Attitude Era prefer live wrestling over taped wrestling. That's for sure. And there were times during the pandemic you couldn't control that. But these days when it happens, certainly people will drift towards the live presentation. We've seen that on all sides. So congratulations to NXT. Now the real challenge is coming this Wednesday as AEW has a stacked show. They're calling it Winter is Coming and it's being headlined by what is a pay-per-view main event anywhere in the world. John Moxley defending the AEW championship against 
Kenny Omega. You're talking about two guys who in the last three years have been named the number one wrestler in the world by PWI. Uh, it's a really significant match. They've not battled for well over a year, and it's the first sanctioned match in AEW. Again, there's so much history here. If you go back to New Japan Pro Wrestling, uh, Kenny Omega was the first U.S. champion there, while John Moxley is the current U.S. champion. You know, uh, the, the parallels are very intriguing. And now that Kenny Omega is really fighting to become the best bout machine again, this is a different Kenny Omega than who John Moxley met a year ago. Now, the flip side is I think you could say it's a different John Moxley. He uh, really, really, really has hit his stride. He was doing amazing last year, of course, but this year it's a whole different thing. Um, plus, he's about to become a dad. A whole lot of things are going on with John Moxley. So it's going to be a, a very intriguing match for it not to be on pay-per-view, says a lot. They obviously did not want to wait until their February pay-per-view of Revolution to bring us this match. So I have to imagine AEW's ratings are going to be through the roof tomorrow night. But we will see. I'm intrigued to see which you'll be tuning into as NXT. It's their go-home show for War Games. So both of them are going to have really, really big shows coming up this Wednesday night. It is going to be a destination spot for the world of pro wrestling. NXT, AEW, really looking forward to checking out both of those shows. Continuing our conversation about ratings, of course, NXT and AEW happened on the night before Thanksgiving, the night after Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving, known historically as Black Friday, is when SmackDown took place, and uh, SmackDown drew an average of 1.987 million viewers, which is down from last week's 2.215 million viewers. So you're talking about a dip of uh, close to 400,000 viewers. Why, you ask? Well, I think it's kind of simple. Uh, holiday seasons have never traditionally been great uh, for pro wrestling, particularly for weekly pro wrestling. Historically, if there was a pay-per-view or something centered around that, uh, it would get people to tune in like a Starcade, you know, whether that was around Christmas or Thanksgiving, Survivor Series, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So it's not a great surprise that there has been a dip in the ratings for an AEW or for SmackDown. I don't think that's cause for alarm at all, understanding trend-wise what happens around this time of year. Now, the challenge, of course, will be the bounce back uh, this week for all three of those brands, which I think is going to be significant. So I don't think there's a whole lot to worry there about. Now, I will say also, I think of certainly Raw and SmackDown. SmackDown certainly has the stronger storytelling that's happening. This whole situation with Roman Reigns, Jay Uso, everything connected to it is still must see TV. You know, all these years we wanted Roman Reigns as a heel. We think I think we forgot that when The Shield debuted at the Survivor Series now some seven years ago, that they were heels. But nobody seems to remember that because, you know, The Shield was only really together for about a year before they split up. And when they split, of course, all the focus was on Seth Rollins, but Roman Reigns was the face. And then, of course, we get to that epic Royal Rumble where, as fans, we wanted Daniel Bryan to get another opportunity at WrestleMania. Instead, Roman Reigns wins, and that began the vitriolic hate for Roman Reigns. Well, now that he is this guy, I think 
it has flipped and people are really loving who Roman Reigns is right now. Um, and so that's some great storytelling that's happening on SmackDown. Uh, of course, with Raw, I think one of the best things, and I've said this before, is what's happening with Alexa Bliss and The Fiend. Uh, it's crazy. It's kooky. It's wild. Uh, but there's a story there. And it's a really, really good story that I think is being told very, very well. So no alarm for the drop in ratings for SmackDown this week. We'll see how uh, things go on this coming Friday. With that said, earlier we mentioned New Japan Pro Wrestling. And so in case you're not keeping up, of course, we like to keep you up to date with those types of things. They are running two tournaments at the same time. Historically, right about now is where World Tag League would happen. Best of the Super Juniors would have happened earlier in the year. Of course, the pandemic happened. Plus, they were planning for the Olympics there in Japan. So that altered timing for a lot of things. Normally, it'd be summertime when we would see things like the G1 Climax Tournament. But we saw that in October going into November because of all of that. Well, with that said, two tournaments happening. They will culminate on December the 11th or December the 13th somewhere around there but I wanted to give you a brief update on what's happening with both of those tournaments as they are both really in the middle of what's happening here after night seven for World Tag League which took place last night uh, the team leading all teams is Tomohoro Ishii and Toru Yano collectively they have 10 points leading the pack they are followed by a one two three four five six way tie for second place uh at eight points you've got finn juice juice robinson and david finley who are the defending world tag league champions uh you've got goto and yoshi along with tagaki and sonata uh the dangerous techers the current iwgp tag champions of tai chi and zach saber jr the gorillas of destiny and this new team of okan and jeff Cobb are all sitting at eight points. So this is still very much a pick em for the World Tag League. Several nights remaining in that on the best of the Super Junior 27 side of things. Sunday night was night six and leading the pack there is Hiromu Takahashi with 10 points and Taiji Ishimori with 10 points. So both of them are running neck and neck tied for the top spot. They are followed by El Desperado, Master Wato and Sho, which all have eight points. So still very much a pick em in these tournaments. Uh, very intriguing things for what's going on with the best of the Super Juniors and the World Tag League in New Japan Pro Wrestling. So by all means, check that out. You can check that out at njpwworld.com. Get your subscription there. So check out all that's happening in the land of the rising sun for New Japan Pro Wrestling. Speaking of tournaments, remember that New Japan, they have the Super J Cup that's happening here in the States. That's going to happen on Friday, December the 11th. You'll be able to see that live on NJPW World. Eight great junior heavyweights that are going to be involved representing all sorts of folks across this world. There's representation from Impact and Ring of Honor and some new folks that are going to be a part as well, including uh, ACH and Leo Rush. So it should be a fantastic tournament. We've got more information coming about that a little bit later. And speaking of tournaments, we now know all 12 men involved in the upcoming SHW title tournament as Southern Honor Wrestling will crown a brand new champion. 
champion, and that's going to be amazing. That, too, is happening on December the 11th. You can check that out live uh, at the Action Building right outside of Atlanta in Canton, Georgia. It's going to be absolutely epic. Uh, And one of the big replacements that was announced earlier today... One half of the tag team champions, Matt Lynch, is injured, so he's out. Taking his place is Trevor Eon, and Trevor Eon has been making huge waves in both Pro South and recently in SHW uh, as he defeated William Huckabee as part of the Can You Whoop Me Challenge at SHW 21. So having his name thrown in the mix is going to be crazy. It's going to be 12 outstanding superstars all battling uh, for the opportunity to be champion. There will be six individual matches. Those six winners will then be entered into a six-man scramble at the end of the night, and the winner of that match will be your new SHW champion. Of course, we'll be in the house to call the action. We've got the live pre-show happening next Friday, uh, right before the show. We'll have more information about all of that, so stay tuned. But uh, by all means, give us a follow at Southern Honor Wrestling on Instagram and Facebook and at S Honor Wrestling on Twitter to stay updated with all that information as well. All right, we're marking the end of the year, and I definitely want to hear from you in terms of what you feel have been the biggest moments of 2020. We're going to get into that and have a more formal presentation and a discussion about that as well. 2020 has been a crazy year for a lot of people, including the world of pro wrestling. And so uh, we're going to have a great conversation about it. One thing I will say from the top is Well, no, I'll save that. I'll save it. You have to tune a little bit later for that. So we're going to get on out of here again. Thank you for tuning in. We want to hear your thoughts on today's show by way of social media, Instagram, Facebook and Twitter at The Faction Show. Share your thoughts with us and we look forward to conversing with you. Until next time, it's your man GB, Gerard Bonner, representing for my good brothers, Courtney Beard, Brandon Clack and the fourth horseman, John Murray. Collectively, we're known as The Faction. Have a great day. I need my people, here we go